Welcome to episode 151 of Vegas Revealed. Should California step up to make Las Vegas easier to get to and from? Hear what our mayor's saying about it. She's all fired up. And where have all the small and medium-sized shows gone? Well, this question we asked on social media sparks a lot of conversation. The response and our take. And a centuries-old town outside of Las Vegas becomes a circus town. We're not kidding. (laughs) More on the unusual purchase. All that and more coming up on Vegas Revealed. But first, this just in, the Vegas Near Me app is now available in both the Apple App Store and on Google Play. Yeah, think of Vegas Near Me as a concierge in your pocket. You'll find more than 16,000 Las Vegas businesses and activities. There's tons of detailed information, and it's accurate and up to date. You can even book an Uber right from within the app. Use our Vegas Revealed link that we have provided down in our show notes and download it on your phone today. Instead of reviews, Vegas Near Me has compiled thousands of Las Vegas-related YouTube channels and podcasts like Vegas Revealed so that you can hear about and see real-life experiences at the places that you're searching. You watch and listen all inside the app. It's taken six years and a team of more than 40 people around the world to develop Vegas Near Me. Download and don't forget to use our link. And again, it's available now in the Google Play Store in addition to the Apple Store. Exciting news. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. Let's spin the wheel. Welcome to episode 151, season four. Dana Roselli and Sean McAllister here on our second podcast of the year on a rainy Vegas day. I was just going to say, like, my fingers and toes are freezing. <laughs> Granted, I'm wearing like sandals. And I know. Not. Like I'm wearing like flip flops and not real shoes and socks. Like you should in the wintertime. <laughs> well, I feel but. like too in Vegas, like we don't really turn the heat on and crank it up. Right. We, you know, it takes a little bit to actually turn it on. And then when you do, you're not like, you know, putting it up to like 80 or anything like that. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's like a soft heat. It's like a, <laughs> a soft 72. Speaking of raining, hey, by the way, just thought of this. Um, on our Instagram on Vegas Reveal, I posted a little video going underneath the welcome to downtown Las Vegas sign on New Year's Eve. It was sprinkling out. I said, oh, it's a rare sight, you know, and these a couple people have come back to me saying it's not a rare sight. It rains all the time in Vegas. What are you talking about? And I'm like having this back and forth, like, am I crazy? But they think I'm crazy. Like they literally think like they're fighting me on it. Well, listen, and would you say it rains a lot here? No, I would never say it <laughs> okay. rains a lot here. Because it's a desert. We get like, what, and so I Googled it. Well, I was going to say, I just know that if you take on Roselli, she's going to come back at you with facts, with facts and figures and percentages. So I was like, okay, my hometown of Rochester, New York got 38 inches of rain last year and Las Vegas got four inches total. So no, it does not rain a lot. So anyway, I just had to point that out. I think in 2022, we were under three inches of rain for the whole year. Exactly. I mean, we've had like a little bit of a rainy couple weeks on and off here. You know, it's winter. Sometimes we get that. Sometimes we don't. We're thankful for it. The more rain, the better. We need it. But it's the desert. And don't 
fight Roselli. And then I think I looked up last month and it was like 0. 0.22 <laughs> inches of rain, just so you know. We, we might need to start a, a Vegas revealed rain gauge, <laughs> check in the official numbers from the airport. <laughs> well, I'm not the only one fired up because our mayor, Carolyn Goodman, is fired up on Twitter this week, isn't she? She sure is. It's literally driving her crazy <laughs> to see all of these Las Vegas visitors who drive into town from Southern California for the weekend. And then when the weekend's over, of course, they're all hitting the road to go back home. But at the state line, Nevada has done a pretty, you know, healthy investment, has put in a pretty healthy investment to widen the lanes Mm -hmm. to accommodate all of the traffic that continually comes and goes from California. However, as soon as you cross the border, those lanes shrink right back down, and then you get a pretty nasty backup. Every single time, right? Every, it's just like about every weekend. You can literally bank on it. And the problem is, there, like, there are no alternative routes. Like, there's like, I mean, you'd really have to go like off the beaten way path the way, and in the middle yeah. of no, and all that kind of thing. Yeah, there's that kind of route, but not really. So that is literally the one way. You can go. So it's not like everyone has all these other plans and alternate routes. No, we don't. That's the way we have to go back, right? Yeah. And you know what? In the wintertime, it may not be that much of an issue. But when you're sitting there, let's say after 4th of July weekend, Mm -hmm. and you're backed up, it's, I mean, it can be an hour plus backup at the border. And when you're sitting there in 115, 120 degree heat, your car is running, you can start to run low on gas. Maybe you don't know that you should have gallon jugs of water in the car in case you get stranded and things to snack on. Like people do get stuck out there. Oh yeah. And cars catch on fire out there. It's crazy. I mean, it is bumper to bumper. It the visual for from miles. The, for the traffic cameras. It's in- incredible. So our mayor, Carolyn Goodman, she tweeted, once again, we had travelers spending hours and hours of their time trying to get home on Interstate 15. California must step up and complete widening of I-15 between State Line and Barstow. The drive times remain intolerable. Intolerable. And then just literally before we were about to do our podcast, she got on there again. This is like a few days later. And now she's thanking everyone for coming to CES. (laughs) And then in the other sentence, she says, oh, and for those who drove home to California and experienced delays on 15, contact your reps and let them know you want a freeway widen between the state line and Barstow. So she's using a lot of different examples. And, you know, uh, Carolyn is coming toward the end of her mayoral term and she'll be termed out. And so you and I were just chatting going, I bet she has a lot of things that she really wants to see done. She doesn't really have any jurisdiction jurisdiction or anything over that, but she's just kind of letting her voice be heard while she has the power. Yeah, Well, maybe that's what happens when Mm -hmm. you come to the end of your (laughs) tenure. You just start saying the things that have been on your mind. (laughs) Although she's not shy. No. Neither is her husband, former mayor, uh, Oscar Goodman. Right. Neither is shy about voicing their opinions about anything. About anything. <laughs> exactly. So I think she makes a good point. You and I support that. We should uh, widen the highway. A lot of people chiming in on Twitter saying, you know, we need, you know, light rail and we need a train and we need other things too. And it's like, yeah, we need all that. But well, they've been talking about a train for 20 plus years. Yeah, literally. And, you know, <laughs> there are people who say, well, 
California doesn't stand to benefit from, you know, widening the the lanes. Other mm-hmm. people say that, you know, that is a vital roadway and it's good for business on both sides of the border. Exactly. If you widen it up. So who knows? Um, and I keep thinking of these things we didn't have in, and I was just thinking we're talking about getting to California, and you and I did our first segment on CBS2 and KCAL in Los Angeles this week. That's right. We had a lot of fun doing it. We're uh, going to be doing two appearances monthly on Thursday mornings. That's the plan. Uh, you'll be able to see us and just let people know in California what there is to do in Las Vegas. And what's going on, little news bites, uh, things happening, specials, all that kind of thing. Yeah, KCAL News is a like an iconic Southern California uh, news outlet. They were yeah. the first in Los Angeles, I believe, to really launch um, into full primetime news hmm. broadcasting. And, you know, they have a, a brand new morning show, and that's now um, what we're a part of on a bi-weekly basis. Yeah, we're thankful for that. And it's been a lot of fun to kind of get it together. If anything changes, we'll let you know. That's the plan for now. And it seems like that will be a regular thing on Thursdays unless they switch the day. But for now, it's Thursday mornings. And for all of our listeners in Southern California, it's good to see you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, something I tweeted, uh, just like the mayor, (laughs) uh, one of my tweets went- I think your tweet got a a lot more attention. (laughs) It might have. (laughs) I started a whole thing and um, we wanted to talk about it today because, boy, I didn't expect it to take off as much as it did. But you and I have mentioned this before and it just has to do with how, you know, Las Vegas has become- more of a town where on the Strip, and we're talking about on the Strip, on the Las Vegas Strip and our hotels, um, it's, it's kind of gone in the, the way of larger shows. Right. Big theater shows, concerts with thousands, you know, like a Zappos Theater, or Coliseum, uh, Park MGM. But the medium and smaller shows have gone away. And I don't think anyone's denying that that's happening. I think even the heads of casinos have said, yeah, they are. Yeah. You know? so it doesn't fit our business model anymore. Exactly. So we've talked about that. Well, I had someone, an acquaintance that comes into town every now and then for business, and they sent me a direct message and they said, hey, in town for CES, like what shows are out there anymore that like I can go and get a ticket and it's like a show with live music. And he was referring to, he had been to shows in the past, like the Frankie Marino show at the Strat, the Mac Goss show at Caesars. And so I thought, hold on. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can't think of any. <laughs> and then I was like, the Shintas, well, Frankie Shinta does a show, but down at the South Point, but only once in a while, once right. every few months. Um, and I was like, yeah, human nature does a show at the South point, but not like regularly. It's not really on, like it's not up near the strip activity of where CES is, but they used to be at the Venetian. So I had trouble thinking and I thought, okay. So I tweeted, had an acquaintance asked me for a live music recommendation on the strip in Vegas tonight. He's in town for CES. Can't think of one. Small and medium shows are gone. Live music doesn't really exist besides larger shows. This is a problem. Fix it. Las Vegas. That's what I wrote, and it, it, it got, I got a huge response. I mean, um, like 176 or something like I think I'm at. Oh, 187 responses. <laughs> Which is crazy. It's crazy for Twitter. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, chimed in with their two cents on where you can find stuff, but it kind of 
some of the responses kind of missed the, the, miss the, the mark, mark of what you were trying to say. Right. So, okay, I need to condense this. What I, what I wrote could have been worded maybe in a better way because I did say in one sentence that the person was looking for a live music recommendation. Later, I said, I can't think of one small and medium shows are gone. So what I was talking about is a show that includes live music, a band, maybe some dancers, some charisma, some cover, some original music, you know, uh, intimate, you know, medium, small room where you're like, this is a Vegas show, you know, or and like, where you actually have a seat assigned a seat. You can get a cocktail not a concert venue. No, not a concert venue where you stand and all that. So that's kind of what I was trying to talk about. But anyway, I got such a huge response of people saying uh, some people saying, yeah, it's a huge problem. Um, it's been dwindling. Some people saying since the pandemic, some people say for years, but then I did get a lot of responses like, what are you talking about? You know, I gig up and down the strip all the time. And it created this response that I thought, well, let's just keep this going. I'm not even going to try and correct my tweet at this point because I thought we're getting a great list of free, some with a small fee, uh, music that's happening in lounges up and down the strip. And it was great. A lot of people did miss the mark and they started giving me all sorts of venues all around Las Vegas, which I know of. And I do know of a lot of lounges too on the strip that do have bands every now and then. But I guess my point is, is how do you find, even if we went to see a band, how do you know? There's not like a place that literally says, here is all the live music happening tonight up and down the Las Vegas strip located in this hotel and this lounge who's playing so that, you know, I mean, you can go to a lounge, but maybe they're not going to be playing the music that you like. Right. I mean, there's all sorts of music. There's eighties, nineties, rock, old school, Vegas, all that kind of thing. Country. My point is we got a great response of all sorts of live bands that play up and down the strip. So I love that. There were some recommendations like Brooklyn Bowl and stuff. I was like, yeah, but you have to stand. And it's not really what we were talking about. Right. And we were talking about kind of like a Myron's Cabaret at the Smith Center. Yes, that's at the Smith Center. It's not on the strip, but that's kind of what we're thinking. Like you go, you know who's playing, and then you can choose to buy a ticket. It's not super expensive. You can get something small to eat maybe, a drink, and watch a show. We're missing that on the strip. We have a lot of comedians, a lot of magicians, and we have large-scale shows. Listen, I love the large-scale shows. I loved Katy Perry. I loved Luke Bryan. I love Miranda Lambert. And I'm up for that. I love O and Awakening at the Wind. But what do you do if you're a visitor and on an off night, you kind of are like, okay, now what? I want to go see kind of a Vegas-y show where it's like you don't get this up close and have this experience. I'm going to watch the drummer or the guitarist do a riff. You know what I mean? Like things like that. And then the singer is going to work the crowd. And then, you know, we might see a Vegas dancer or a couple dancers work the crowd and and have some fun moments. So I think that's what's missing. Yeah. And you do kind of get that vibe at some of the uh, supper clubs. You do. That have popped up. However, they can be booked out as far as six months in advance. So it's not an easy thing to get into. No. And we were saying, well, maybe that's why people are craving this. You're yeah. in Vegas. This should be around. We should have options. You know, there should be a few medium-sized shows. If we don't want to go super, okay, if we don't want to go small, small, then how about some medium-sized shows, somewhat affordable, where you know, you know, you can go and see some live music, and maybe it's mixed in with some originals and covers and old school and current, and just have a fun time. Yeah. Several episodes ago, we did, we talked about uh, the different eras 
of Las Vegas entertainment. And, you know, we talked about how, you know, there was the era of the big headliners, like you were saying, Dana, and, you know, these shows got pushed to the side, but I, I think the pendulum is swinging back a little bit. And there, there is a desire from mm-hmm. people to want to be in the room with that kind of like experience. Experience, yeah. yeah, like the intimacy of it, you right. know? We were trying to think of other shows. We were like, all oh, the Bronx Wanderers, they just finished a run at the Westgate. I think they're going to be doing some South Point shows. Cocktail uh, and Cabaret. Yeah, that was such a fun show. Yeah, at the Barge. Um, and then Tenors of Rock used to be out there as well doing shows. So those kinds of shows. But coming up in tips, we got such a long list of where you can go see live music, <laughs> just like at lounges and in different bars and stuff. We're going to share some of it. And even we we just got off the phone with John Castellamides. He's going, hey, that's a great list. I'm going to start using it because people chimed in. So... If you want to know where to go, go look at this tweet and you'll find all sorts of places, 90s bands, country, you name it. So I'm glad that people are working. I did go to a jazz club off the strip on Friday night to see uh, my friend Brian Bissell. He plays guitar. He used to be in Matt Goss's show for years and years. And he gigs too, but I but I think a lot of musicians are still struggling in finding regular shows to be in, where you know where you need to be, what time, what day of the week. It's a lot of changing. You're in this. You're playing the lounge at Aria this night. You're playing the, you know, this bar at the Bellagio. And that might be fine, too, for some people. But I think the consistent work is missing. Yeah. Well, and also from an audience perspective, like, you want to know where you can go to get that kind of entertainment. Exactly. You don't want to have to search and be like, oh, am I going to be at the north end of the strip this weekend or the south end or, you know. Just that kind of thing. So, well, you definitely struck a nerve. I did. With that post and got quite the response. I did. I'm excited to hear what some of the responses are coming up in tips. Yeah. And a lot of people did chime in and and agree with it, too. We even got a tweet from uh, Louis Prima Jr., who said, you know, a lot of people ask him, um, why aren't you playing anymore? He goes, it's not even like that I can't find a place to play. It's like I've kind of lost the desire. It's just not fun for, you know, so I'll actually read his tweet in in tips and also wanted to quickly mention something else that came out of our conversation. And even when we were chatting with John Castlemedes, he was saying, uh, and John's an entertainment columnist for the review journal, by the way, we were saying station casinos does a really great job of putting on live music shows on all their properties. They do. I know there's, especially for local entertainers, they Mm -hmm. do a really nice job of, um, you know, providing a venue for for them to perform, whether it's individuals or groups. Right, exactly. Well, we weren't clowning around, were we? We absolutely were not, but <laughs> there is a group of people who are. Spiegel World is the company that produces uh, the show Absent over at Caesars Palace. You may oh, have heard of that. Love it. Another of their shows is Atomic Saloon over at the Venetian. I'm not going to say they abandoned the strip because those no. shows are still here. And then but they, Opium, right? Too is that that's their that's a Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan, yeah. Yep. Uh, they're kind of broadening their horizons and kind of making a small town their new stage. Spiegel World has just purchased the town of Nipton, California. Okay. And they are turning it into a performer retreat. And I mean, I imagine eventually turning it into a destination 
where people will want to go to have kind of a cool, like literally a circus town experience. I know. I mean, they're calling it a circus town. They opened up an Instagram called Circus Town USA. I mean, they, it, it's like, what? This is, this is going to be cool. And you and I were saying, because we went to visit the Clown Motel, and that's an attraction, a tourist attraction. Can you only imagine a whole town centered around the circus? I mean, this is going to be, I think, a tourist attraction. But it's right now, um, they're calling it the Spiegel World Global Headquarters. So the whole town will be kind of their global headquarters. And then when you read the description on the website, it says, Nipton, Mojave Desert, California. Now, what if an audacious circus company purchased a small town in the middle of the desert, a living town where performers and artisans can retreat to dream and create, a place to tell stories around a campfire, a place to dine under the stars and wake up to panoramic views of the mountains, as a new t- caretakers of this circus oasis in the desert, Spiegel World will be writing the next chapter of Nipton's centuries-old story. Will you be in it? We can't wait to see what happens. So this is cool. It, it is cool. And when you look at uh, images of Nipton, it, it almost looks like kind of an old ghost town. It does. Like with, you know, an Airstream trailer just parked mm-hmm. out in the middle of the desert. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweeds, you <laughs> know. Blowing by. Old, uh, the, the body of an old 1940s car, mm-hmm. uh, like small buildings. It's very much a, a desert ghost town, I guess, is the yeah. best way to, to explain it. So to have new inhabitants oh and creative inhabitants who are now going to breathe new life into this small crossroads mm-hmm. that's about an hour outside of Las Vegas. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, it is. Because I think I can see a lot of people going, hey, let's go to that circus town. Let's stop at that circus town. And then, um, you know, it's going to be so Instagrammable, first of all, <laughs> in the world of Instagram. And see, the mayor's in the right track here, right? Yeah. So you got to widen the road so everyone can get off at Nipton. So everyone can go to Circus Town <laughs> USA. But this is kind of the the same idea that um, the creators of Omega Mart over mm-hmm. at Area 15, Yep, um, they kind of had a, an entire like little village, if I'm not mistaken, of creators that mm. kind of put together all these, I'll say weird experiences, but people go and make it a destination and go there to experience with these creators are are putting out there for the world to enjoy. Right. No, I get it. I mean, and that's, it's like, it's like they go away from the noise of the world. Yes. And go into their own kind Precisely. of, yeah, small area to just focus on that and be free and think and create. And so we really look forward to seeing what this is going to turn into. We know we want to visit. And they had a great article in the Wall Street Journal all about it. So congratulations to Spiegel World. I feel like they always come up with really unique ideas. Um, you can see their shows, uh, Opium, uh, Atomic Saloon, and Absinthe here in town. They've also got Super Frico, which is a restaurant that includes entertainment, a That's little bit right. of a supperish yeah. club, right, at the yep. Cosmopolitan as well. So uh, they got a lot of things going. They've got the Ski Lodge, too, which is like a bar at the Cosmopolitan. So uh, good luck. We'll definitely be visiting Circus Town, USA. All right, let's get to tips. All right, as promised... 
The overwhelming response to Dana's tweet about small and medium-sized shows going away and where to find live entertainment. Dana, I'm going to hand it over to you. I know you're saving your breath for this. I know. Well, I just wanted to read some of the locations. So again, this these are not like shows that you buy a ticket to and sit down at a table and watch a show that includes a singer and a band and all that. This is the response that I got of where you can find great live music though, up and down the strip and hey, even better, for free. A lot of these places, you know? Yeah. So uh, we wanted to share some of that. I, I told you I'd read that tweet I got from Louis Prima Jr. And he said, sadly, live music has been on a steady decline in Vegas for decades. And arguably, the entertainment biz as a whole, he says, some think I left due to a lack of opportunity when truly it was just a lack of enjoyment. Hmm. So um, I said, yeah, I really miss the small um, shows that had like a band and just a tiny bit of production, nothing too over the top. And he responded with, yeah, me too. I enjoy seeing people practice their craft. So, And that's a, a big thing coming from Louis Prima Jr. to say that it was just like not exciting the way it used to be. I know. Because, of course, his dad, Louis Prima, mm -hmm. I mean, was huge, huge. on the strip. Right. I mean, huge in entertainment, period. But, you know, he was a, a staple. Yes, an absolute staple. And, that, and you're right. And that's why when I saw him respond, I thought, oh my gosh, like that we're getting some, and, and tons of other people responded too with some really good, there were so many responses. I couldn't even keep track for the podcast. I just yeah. kind of like went through. <laughs> so if you want to read that thread, feel free. Um, some people said, you just don't know where to look. And I go, I've lived here forever. Like I know where to look. And I said to one person, like name me five shows that include a band, a singer, live music. It's a medium or small venue. And you can buy a small price ticket too. And then there were crickets. <laughs> so, and again, I'm not knocking the big shows and the headliners. We're right. so lucky. We have Lady Gaga and Bruno Mars and all. It's amazing. But we just need more variety. But do people support those shows? I mean, maybe they, they did mm -hmm. see a lack of support. People weren't buying tickets. And they, I mean, the casino bosses and the entertainment directors up and down the street, maybe they, you know, maybe they know better than I do. <laughs> they do know better than I do. But there must be a reason. Right. I just feel like, come on, can we have two shows? Two shows that center around that so people have something to go to and have that real Vegas experience. Yes. You don't have to oversaturate, but at least give give a, a, a few options. Right. Okay. So let's quickly run through the list because I know we've talked about this a lot, but we pointed out that Station Casinos does a great job and we had a tweet from, oh, see, now I, I copied the tweet and then I forgot the name of the band but they said you missed us in the chrome showroom last night but we will be back january 20th from 9 to 11 p.m at station casinos hold on now i feel like i need to find it because i can't do it without the the name of the place uh, <laughs> hold on hold on and, and <laughs> as we were mentioning earlier station casinos does have a lot of really good showrooms that accommodate exactly the type and size of show that you were talking about in your tweets and they've right. kept this alive, but it's on the strip where we've seen this kind of go away. Exactly. So that's weird. Okay. It's the soul juice band. All right. Yeah. The soul juice band is a Vegas original funk soul rock and jazz band with a screaming B three gritty vocals and five blazing horns. So it sounds it. great. Yeah. So they, they sent me a note. So again, they will be back at, um, uh, Santa Fe Station, January 20th, 9 to 11. Okay. Tons of response about barbershop cuts and cocktails at the Cosmopolitan. Yep. 
People say great shows, great live music regularly now. I'm not sure because I haven't walked into that part. I've only seen the front. I think I did see some tables and some pictures, but I think a lot of people stand in there to watch. There are uh, kind of, there are places to sit, but I think that they're kind of, um, it's like if you're getting Mm -hmm. bottle service or something like that, um, if you're doing like kind of a whole package thing, I believe that's what the seats are for. But there is an area in front of the stage where it's all standing room. Okay. Okay. Brooklyn Bowl people mentioned, but they did say, but you have to stand and you know, you never know. It's a different band all the time and it might be something that you don't like. So look into it first. And yeah. So more of a concert type deal. And somebody was saying it, I think somebody mentioned it's not huge, huge, but it's more of an intimate mm-hmm. space, which is which is good because I mentioned that's what we we're looking for. Um, losers at MGM and the Doghouse Saloon at Resorts World got a big response. Yeah. Um, and I know we need to get to Doghouse. We've been there um, as a band was setting up, but I've actually never seen live music there. And they reached out and said, "You guys got to come check out check out our spot. It's great. Look at what we're doing over there. So we want to do that. I, I went over there after, I believe it was after we went to see Luke Bryan mm, yes. and there was, uh, an up and coming country singer performing and she was phenomenal. Oh, good. So it is. And I've actually been by there several times mm-hmm. when there were bands performing, but I was like on the way to something. a dinner or something. Right. Um, and didn't stop in for the music, but that is a great option. Okay. And then, yeah. And then the other spot was losers at MGM is apparently very popular as well. Um, then he, Kenny Davison, um, reached out on Twitter. He's great. And he's got a show over at the Tuscany, which is just off the strip. Like, Couple blocks. A few streets over, yeah. A few streets over, yeah. And I said, I know Kenny, but you were playing Friday night. Um, and this person was that I was trying to find was Saturday night. He said, Oh, okay. But he was saying he had a bunch of cast members from that used to be in you know Bad Out of Hell and I think Vegas the show. So he always has people accompany him. And that's a great room at the Tuscany. There's a bar right inside and seats. And he said, for the most part, you can usually get a seat. But he's consistently been there. That's great. And I love that other performers come and join him too. too. That's a total throwback vibe. It is. I love that. So the Tuscany and the Tuscany's a great little uh casino. I like it. It over is. There. It's nice. It is nice. It's an easy in and out. And I did look and their calendar is full with tons of other live music on the days that Kenny isn't there. So And don't they have uh like a brew pub over there with like a yes. ridiculous amount of uh, beers on tap. They they might have the ridiculous amount. I've been in there. I didn't count <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not as much of a beer fan as you are. But if you noticed that or heard that, then I'm sure it's true. I need to go work my way through yeah. those taps. It's good. It's good there. <laughs> I've had the food there. At a, it was a rehearsal for a wedding, like the pre, you know, when the family comes into town. Oh, yeah. Used to, yeah, it was uh-huh. there. Uh, Nellie's Southern Kitchen, been there over at MGM Grand. Um, it's the Jonas Family Restaurant. They do have, and we mentioned this before, a great stage in the back and tables. Um, So, you know, usually a lot of people go in to sit and eat or I guess go grab a drink. And apparently they have live music. uh, Someone who wrote said every single night. Great. So that's a good thing to know, right? And then a couple other people said, hey, check out the Bands in Town app. I also looked, you can look it up right on the web as well. And they said most of the big shows are on there, but some of the smaller um, gigs, smaller acts, um, smaller lounge shows are starting to input where they're playing. And so you can find, you know, 
you can find where people are doing shows through that too. So hopefully more people will start filling that up as well. Wanted to also mention the Vegas Near Me app that sponsors our podcast. Um, We were looking through there and they do have, if you type in live music, um, a lot of venues or all the venues that have live music in them regularly. Then if you type in bands, it looked like they had a calendar um, of different shows that were coming up. Maybe not every single thing, they're constantly updating this app. So it just launched. So they're they're inputting all that too. Yeah, and there was a variety of uh, different bands and performers that mm-hmm. came up. It wasn't just those big headlining acts. So yeah, Vegas Near Me is definitely another great option. Yeah. So anyway, that is just some, the list goes on and on. There was another nine, 90s band that I couldn't find the tweet. So go to at Dana Roselli on Twitter, find that tweet and, you know, favorite it and look through. But that's just a highlight of some of the places where you can catch live music here on the Las Vegas Strip. And that is also only 50% of our tips. We have another tip right now. This is more of a dining thing. Um, Michael Mina's strip steak over at Mandalay Bay it is such a good restaurant. Right. The steaks there are phenomenal. Although you've been trying to cut back on steak. Well, I, the, the doctor told me that my cholesterol is a little too high. <laughs> so I got to rein that in. So okay. I'll be eating a lot of leafy greens and, and chicken okay. in the near future. That's okay. That's okay. But, but steak, you can still indulge You can now still and then. splurge every now and then. And strip steak is where to go. It's just uh, reopened recently after uh, undergoing a, a bit of a makeover. Uh, there's a, a stylish uh, new dining room that's kind of reimagined from you know what you've mm-hmm. come to known, know of uh, strip steak. Um, but it is, it's so good. Yeah. And that's right at uh, Mandalay Bay and it's, um, just off the casino floor, I think near. It's almost like as you, if you're in the casino, if you follow the signs back to the convention area, it's not back in the convention area, but if you make your way toward that, you'll see it on the right hand side. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good. It is good. I'm glad to see that's back. Michael Mina, amazing. Yeah. You can't, you can't beat it. So and a long steak. time presence here in Las Vegas too. Yeah. Open December 30th. So it's officially now open over at Mandalay Bay. Hey, by the way, an email just came in from Stoney's Rock and Country with their calendar for January. So I was just oh. thinking that's another live. If you love country music, go to Stoney's. It's How at Town Square. Yeah. Town Square is south of the Welcome to Las Vegas sign, north of the South Point. <laughs> Best. Yeah, so it's it's north an of easy, the you know, Uber ride mm-hmm. if you're, you know, coming from the Las Vegas Strip. So hey, and I saw Vegas Vix, the restaurant that's going to be opening and bar across from the Smith Center, is looking to hire. So I think they're planning to open soon as well. And he planned to have jazz music there. That was a huge part of right. opening this restaurant, an Italian restaurant. Yep. Uh, or, or, sorry, <laughs> it was a bar and Italian restaurant <laughs> with the jazz music in there. So um, the the folks that over there at that run Stoney's are actually also opening Vegas Vix, which will be great for folks that leave shows at the Smith Center, right? And you know Myron's Cabaret and that kind of thing to be able to go and have a place to hang out afterward. Yeah. So that's another thing that we're looking forward to, hopefully in 2023. Yeah. Um, 
and more episodes of Vegas Revealed. That's right. You and I will be going to a dinner at Italy at Park MGM, a special dinner. We'll be talking about that coming up in our next episode or so. And then we're also going to see Moulin Rouge at the Smith Center. Yeah. That'll be fun. So lots of good stuff uh, still to come on Vegas Revealed as we plow our way right through 2023. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>